I would like to welcome everybody back to the Chilling with Dylan podcast. Today's guest is an old schooler from the real world, Los Angeles. He was on the first ever challenge called Road Rules All-Stars. He then did Battle of the Seasons with Beth, and he ended his challenge career with the Inferno 2. But that was not the last we saw of him as he was on the real world Los Angeles homecoming. It is Mr. Country Music, John Brennan. Before we start, I just want to plug my social media. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Dylan Deckard. And I actually just made a TikTok, and I think my handle is Dylan.deckard. And that all will be in the episode description below. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Good vibes and such an incredible feeling. The podcast that you need and want. Interviews with reality TV stars. Uh, so entertaining. Now you don't want to miss uh, Real as it gets, never know what to expect. Uh, got a rep jersey, I thought I told you. Yes, indeed. Every week, got a brand new poster while I'm hey, chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Hey, chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Let's go. All right, the next guest on the Chilling with Dylan podcast is one of the icons that started the real world from the second season of Real World, Los Angeles. It is Mr. Country Music himself, John Brennan. John, how are you doing today? Thank you for being here. Man, that was a good intro. Thank you so much. Thanks, thanks. Um, so a lot of the listeners are always very interested in casting stories, and I think <clears throat> your casting story is going to be even more interesting because you were on the second season of real world before this yeah. jump of social media before this was what 1993 if i'm getting the year correct so if you could just talk about how you ended up in los angeles as a 19 year old <laughs> well that is uh that, that is actually a very interesting story um i um <laughs> i actually uh am one of very few and i was the only one for for a lot of years uh, of cast members that actually didn't ever apply to be on the real world. Okay. Uh, so in 1992, I graduated high school. I was I was the youngest cast member ever to be on the real world or any reality show because at that point that was the only reality show. Um, and I don't know if that's still the case. I know that they cast older people now. I mean, I graduated high school at 17 years old, and I um, my birthday is July 30th, so it's coming up. Send presents. Uh, I turned I turned 18 in the summer and then I went to Belmont University in Nashville as as a freshman in college, you know, brand new 18 year old. And about October, November, I was downtown Nashville dressed, you know, like this, 18 years old and uh, my first semester of college. And they were filming a big, huge NBC country music special called The Countdown at the Neon Armadillo. Now, a lot of your your listeners probably are. Uh, are younger than 30 years old. So they probably don't realize that in 1992, country music took over the music scene. People that didn't even like country music were buying music by the millions. Uh, we're talking about Travis Tritt, Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks, Clint Black, you know, Brooks and Dunn, Ben Skill. Uh, they call them the class of 1989 because in 1989, you know, all these country singers. So country music was so dominant in music. It was, it was ridiculous what happened. So what, what um, the real world and MTV decided was we've done this one thing in New York and we're going to try it again. So they came to Nashville looking for me, essentially. They came to Nashville looking for a very young country, um, Southern aspiring singer. Uh, 
And they found me at this, uh, at this television taping in Nashville. The guy walked right up to me. He was working on production of that show because in production, you know, you travel and get work wherever you can. And that's where he was that particular week. And he said, hey, uh, are you a singer? I'm like, dude, you're standing in downtown Nashville. Everybody's a singer. And he says, well, uh, have you ever seen this show called The Real World on MTV? I'm like, no, I haven't. Uh, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they live in a big loft together. We did this in New York City. It's really great. And, and you, uh, I think, would be a really great person to consider applying for this one we're going to do in Los Angeles coming up in January. And I said, oh, man, that, that's cool, but no thanks. And I just didn't think it sounded cool. And I just thought, you know, it was a little far-fetched. This guy just walked up to me. He follows me around. Okay, meanwhile, I'm, I'm just watching this television taping because all these big stars are singing and, and I'm, you know, soaking it in as an 18-year-old thinking I'm going to be the next country music sensation in a few years, hopefully. And um, He finally just badgers me and says, hey, dude, you're, you're perfect. And he, you know, because I was a little combative. I'm like, dude, like, leave me alone. I don't, I don't watch MTV. You know, yeah. I don't, I'm not into my, my parents have that blocked on my television. I'm a country music singer. Like this show you're talking about sounds a little bit stupid. <laughs> and so um, anyway, long story short, he, uh, he just, uh, he, he, he asked me, could he give my information to his producers? I'm like, yeah, give my, give my information to your Los Angeles producers. Yeah, go ahead. That's fine. So they did, and this is before I had a cell phone. So she, he gives them my dorm room landline. Mary Ellis Bunham uh, and John Murray, the creators of, of the real world and, and reality television, Mary Ellis Bunham calls me and says, John, this is Mary Ellis Bunham. And I'm like, what, who is Mary Ellis Bunham? And uh, anyway, she gives me the whole pitch. Yeah, we, you know, and for the next few weeks, she's talking me into being on the show. And I never wanted to be. And she finally just said, well, have you ever considered how this exposure and this fame is going to help your music career I'm like huh how long is it <laughs> live in a big beach house in Los Angeles okay all right you know maybe I will do it and so I told my parents I was dropping out of college to move to LA to be on uh, MTV and and I thought you know I might as well tell them I'm going to join the circus but which is was a lot like joining the circus but anyway, they were very supportive. I went out there for five months and I, I returned home uh, June 22nd from, oh, well, so Tammy and Dominic knocked on my door yeah. in, in a Winnebago in Owensboro, Kentucky, where I'm from. And we drove for 10 days to Los Angeles. We went to Graceland, Memphis. We drove across Texas and Vegas and made a whole trip out of it. And the producers loved that whole first episode and a half of our series. And they said, we're going to make a whole show of people that travel around in a Winnebago and that's where you get road rules. So this is what I always say. All right, I'll just go ahead and get it out of the way. Uh, in 1998, I was on the first challenge ever. They took one person from each real world. It was uh, Eric from New York season, me from Los Angeles, uh, Rachel from the San Francisco show, Cynthia from the Miami show and Sean from uh, the Boston show. Now, Rachel and Sean, that's where they met. They got married and have nine kids now. Yeah. And uh, that's that. that was the start of the challenge. So I always say, Look, I was on the first ever challenge. I started the challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, really, Tammy and Dominic and I, we started Road Rules. And if you want to be, you know, extra particular about it, I also started the real world because the whole first New York season sucked really bad. And uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, sort of. But, uh, you know, I always just say that because it's, you know, it's, it's a cocky, arrogant thing to say. But I was, you know, right there when all those things unfolded. Yeah. Um, so talking about that, when did you actually watch the first season of Real Worlds? Was it like before you went to LA? Yeah. So 
Yeah, not till I got cast and actually was like, okay, I'm going to be on this silly show. What is it? And I told him, I said, look, I'm not an actor. I'm a singer. They're like, we know. I'm like, well, there's not a script. No one's going to give you lines. I'm like, good, because I don't know if I could memorize lines and do that. They're like, no, you're just going to live in a house. I said, that's going to be really boring. I said, no, it's not going to be boring because you're going to be living with people that are totally different than you and you're going to be having conversations. I'm like, that's not going to be and they said, just trust us, just come live in the house and, and we're not going to tell you what to do. You're going to do your own thing and just interact with your roommates and we're going to film it all. I'm like, all right, that's fine. But I thought that sounds really like a bad idea. And, um, but I said, you know, I, I got nothing to lose. I'm 18 years old, go and go and spend some time in California. And so, yeah. And so uh, January uh, 20th of 1993, I got to Winnebago with Tammy and Dominic in my driveway in Owensboro, Kentucky. Um, and then June 22nd, uh, I returned home. Mm -hmm. And I think the, so I, I was a fan of that whole scene with you guys driving across. And I thought Dominic and Tammy and you were the perfect <laughs> trigger to do that. Oh um, yeah. So did you ever find out why they picked you three? Why, or how do you, and <laughs> also how do you think it would have been, let's say if it was you, but Beth and David picked you up instead of Tammy uh and Dominic? No, no, no. That that was a very calculated decision. And we actually talked about that at our homecoming that's uh, streaming on Paramount Plus right now that we we did last year. And so, you know, they've done the New York homecoming and our homecoming and right now is uh, dropping the uh, the New York, the uh, New Orleans homecoming. But we talked about that. I don't know if it ever aired, to be honest, but uh, it didn't air. Well, Tammy and I had that conversation. Dominic wasn't there. We did get to see Dominic at a dinner, but he didn't want to be on camera or anything. And uh, Tammy and I, we talked about that. She's like, remember when I knocked on your door? I said, mm-hmm, I do. And she goes, and, and you were shocked that a black person was at your door. And I said, no, no, Tammy. I wasn't shocked that a black person was at my door. I was shocked um, because of the appearance of, of your counterpart there. Have you ever seen Dominic? I said, you guys uh, knocking on my door uh, was, was, was shocking because of, you know, here comes Dominic in purple Doc Martens, okay? He's wearing a leather biker jacket and he's got his hair spiked up like Rod Stewart. Sorry, Tammy, I hate to burst your bubble. You weren't the shocking one at my door. It was Dom. And, uh, and then I opened the door in my very bright Garth Brooks rodeo shirt because I'm performing that night with my big hat and my boots. And I'm like, what's up? And I mean, the three of us were ridiculous. In the very first uh, episode of The Real World back in 93, uh, three Dominic even said I don't I don't think we could even be we the three of us couldn't be more different unless one of us had antlers growing out of our head so that was a very calculated um decision by the producers to send Tammy and Dominic we we were we were about as diverse as you could possibly have been mm -hmm. and I do want to get into homecoming a little bit later but I you mentioned that you guys saw Dominic um when you were there in LA and he didn't want to film, obviously. Um, so how yeah. was how was the dinner? Was it? Did you guys see Aaron as well, or like, can you just explain that night? Because obviously, as viewers, we didn't get to see the reunion with Dominic. Yeah. So uh, you know, Aaron and Dominic decided not to do the homecoming, which you know we all really wanted them to, because I mean, homecoming's better when everybody's there. Mm -hmm. And also, the the network, quite frankly, was like, we're not gonna we're gonna skip your season if everybody doesn't participate. Well, Irene got married and moved out of our season and David got kicked out and replaced. So it's the story of seven strangers picked to live in a lot. Well, we ended up having nine because we had two replacements. So we still had seven participating in our reunion. 
And uh, now the reunion uh, homecoming would have been better for viewers if, if Dominic and Aaron had been there. Um, but it, it ended up not costing us, um, you know, a, a Passover for another season. And so we just said, hey, look, guys, you know, Glenn lives in Philadelphia. I live in the South. Like, we're not in L.A. very often. We want to see you. And they're like, well, we'd love to see everybody. We're just not interested in being part of a TV show. And we're not interested in being on camera. We're not interested in public. And they said, well, let's just, can we get together and go to Cheesecake Factory in Marina Del Rey like we used to go to when we lived together? Yeah. Just promise me that no one's going to bring a camera. So we did take a picture um, on our cell phone and they said, please just, you know, don't post it on social media. We don't do social media. We don't want to be part of this public homecoming. And so we, we had a great dinner. They're doing awesome. They have awesome wives and, and families and, and careers. And it was awesome to see them. So um, we had a great little dinner with them and, and it was, it was awesome and fuzzy and, you know, lots of hugs and, and laughter. And we told them about our homecoming that we had just gone through and they're like, Oh, wow. We're kind of glad we didn't come now that we're hearing everything that you're telling us. Um, so I do want to get into homecoming a little later. I have a game that I play with every guest I've ever had. It's called mm -hmm. first, first impressions. And I'm, I'm interested mm -hmm. in like, when you first meet somebody, What's your first, very first impression of them? So I have like five or six people, and can you just give me what your first thought of them were? Um, so the first one I have, the first one I have, we had just talked about him a little bit. It was Dominic. What was your first impression of Dominic when you first saw him? I mean, I thought he looked like Rod Stewart. Okay. And he's a big Rod Stewart fan, so I thought, you know, this guy's a punk rocker. Yeah. Um, the next one is your your fellow RV drive across the country partner Tammy first impression uh -huh. of Tammy Moody Diva and I was spot on <laughs> I mean I couldn't have been more spot on <laughs> um the next one I have is Beth S ah uh, she just looked like the girl next door okay. first time I saw her mm -hmm. and then I have she is yeah and then David first impression of David uh you know immediately I thought I thought when David said he was a stand-up comedian i thought oh that i mean that you look like a stand-up comedian like you you look like you know chris rock dave Chappelle was actually hanging around our house he was actually dave Chappelle was actually dave edwards good friend and oh. got him on the real world they actually wanted to cast dave Chappelle on our show as a roommate and he had something in the works this was long before he was famous but he had something working that was preventing him from going you know doing it and so um you know I, he, he just, and, and Dave, Dave Edwards, uh, Eddie Murphy's one of his heroes. So he, he, you know, he, when he said, I do stand up comedy, I'm like, yeah, you, you, you know, you have mannerisms like Eddie Murphy, you, you're, you have that wit. And, uh, so, I mean, and how do I, you, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just, I was just going to say my first impression of David was that he was going to be really friendly and easy to get along with. And just boy, to, was I way off. Yeah. <laughs> There were some things I want to get into a little bit later about that one. Um, how do you think, this is a quick sidebar, but how do you think if Dave Chappelle was in your house instead of Dave Edwards, how do you think that dynamic would have been knowing what happens with Dave Edwards and knowing the celebrity that Dave Chappelle eventually becomes? Yeah, I mean, uh, Dave Chappelle came over to the house and hung out a couple times and uh, we went out to have soul food one time. And uh, they thought it would be funny to bring, you know, the white guy from the South. And so I went and I mean, he was very chill. Like he wasn't Dave Chappelle, like he is on stage. He was, 
you know, if you've ever seen Dave Chappelle when he's, you know, kind of out of character and he's just a normal chill guy. I mean, and that's what he was like. And he was totally cool, very soft spoken, not very loud, just, you know, just chill. And he was so, so, so thin. Now he's all buff. But, uh, you know, this was 30 years ago. I was thin, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if I think we would have gotten we would have got along. But I mean, there were moments where you, you you hated every roommate at a time. I mean, it's just when you live with somebody, there are moments where you want to strangle. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how nice they are. I mean, I'm I'm nice. Right. And, and I'm sure they want to strangle me half the time. So. Um, and then the last first impression I have is not one of your roommates. It's Challenger. Um, became a WWE wrestler, Mike the Miz. <laughs> Listen, um, I'm a big wrestling fan. And I don't know if you remember on our show, but I wore the, you know, Hulk Hogan t-shirt and the shorts and the cowboy hat and the boots out on Venice Beach because, you know, Hulk Hogan's from Tampa, Florida, but he uh, he's billed from Venice Beach, California. So if I'm going to be on Venice Beach, California, where we lived for the real world, I was going to hulk it out. And so I'm a big wrestling fan. So when I saw Mike on, <clears throat> he was on Back to New York yeah. okay, season and he was acting like a wrestler and he had a wrestling belt. I'm like, oh, this dude, he's a wrestling fan. So we're going to get along. So when I met him on the Battle of the Seasons, Beth and I got eliminated very, very quickly uh, uh, because she was just really, not because we performed poorly. Honestly, we weren't performing poorly. She was just really unpopular and we got eliminated. Uh, Ironically, yes, and Veronica uh, were eliminated at the same time on that show mm-hmm. uh, a long time ago, 2002, maybe 2001. It was right after 9-11. It was right at like a week later that we filmed it. But anyway, um, I got along great with Mike. Like we talked a lot just because we're wrestling fans. And Mike's, Mike's one of the nicest guys. You know, he plays a bad guy on WWE mm-hmm. and an arrogant little. And he is very overly confident. Let's let's be real. Now, in real life, Mike's very confident. And, you know, he's got the lots of shows that he's doing but um i love the guy like i always text him i'm like hey dude i don't know where you're traveling or what you're doing but i'm, I'm praying for you and i want you to be safe in the ring i want you to be safe in travels what an awesome success that you had um we're buddies like like we don't hang out and talk all the time he's busy but um i love i love mike the Miz. i really do and uh yeah we, we got to be on that challenge um so something i want to talk about is you being from kentucky and mm-hmm. the different culture from Kentucky to Los Angeles. Um, and obviously right. when we saw your like welcome clip, or whatever they call it, like intro clip, um, you were pretty much like a celebrity in Kentucky, signing autographs, doing concerts, um, doing this stuff. And then I remember there was an episode in LA where you were like trying to find gigs to sing at and it was a different experience for you. So if you could right. just talk about the professional cultural difference and then also just like personal cultural difference of yeah grew up and then los angeles california well i mean los angeles is a zoo i mean i've grown to really love it and uh it's i mean i don't want to say a second home but i mean I've, i've i've lived there and i've been back there many times and even recently for the homecoming and uh i know my way around a little bit out there now i know where places are but when i was 18 years old you know los angeles and new york are totally different cities obviously but you can go to New York without a car and get around just fine. There's yeah. a great subway system. There's great taxis. In, in I mean, Uber. There's Uber in Los Angeles, but it's too spread out. It's not affordable. But you can't be in Los Angeles without a vehicle. You just you just can't. All of my roommates lived in L.A. at the time. 
Okay, I was the only one that left their home and went to a new city. Everybody else, they may not have been from Los Angeles, but they lived there. They had apartments, they had jobs, they had families, they had cars. I didn't have any of that. So, and I didn't know where I was. I didn't know my way around. It was overwhelming as an 18 year old. And the culture is just totally different. I mean, I'm, I'm from the South. You wave to people you don't know. You hold doors for people. You say, yes, ma'am, to people you don't even know. And so, you know, in LA, it's like, the guy looked at me. Why would you say yes, ma'am to me? Was that, was that sarcasm? <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it, I mean, a, a night and day there. You, honestly, it's, it's hard to believe sometimes that, that we are even in the same country because there, there are regions of our country that are so vastly different that um, it doesn't even feel like, you know, we're the same nation. I've lived all over the country um, at this point. I mean, you can, you can go drive south to Florida and, and uh, you're not in the south anymore. I mean, Floridians are, um, it's a beautiful place and a great place. And I lived there for many years, but it's not the south. You don't have the same feel. And so anyway, um, yeah, I was not famous um, before doing the real world. The real world definitely made me, I call it Kardashian famous before the Kardashians. I mean, we were the reality stars and I literally in the nineties couldn't go anywhere without somebody going, it's the guy from the real world. Go get a picture, go get an autograph. I mean, we were that recognizable because, you know, streaming now, uh, you have to intentionally subscribe to Paramount Plus and you have to turn it on. You have to hit the input. You have to uh, you know, dial it up on your computer and you have to search for what show you want to watch. And then you watch the real world homecoming in the nineties. That's not the way life worked. You clicked on the TV and you clicked through cable and you landed on MTV and nine times out of 10, there was a real world reunion or real world, uh, marathon happening where they showed all of the episodes. So on Saturday in the nineties, I was on MTV all day long and, um, I was very recognizable. So I was famous, but before the real world, I had just started singing. And I was, you know, in a small town in Kentucky, everybody knew who I was because <clears throat> I had made, you know, a little bit of uh, ripples with, <clears throat> excuse me, just um, people knowing that I was a singer. Yeah. And people knew me. I mean, it, it, it was small town fame. It was, it was really just a lot of support is what it was. And uh, when I got to Los Angeles, I didn't have that. I mean, nobody knew who I was. Nobody cared who I was. Nobody uh, had ever heard me sing before. I didn't have a car to go sing for them. And here's the kicker that you don't think about. I was 18 years old. I couldn't even go sing. I couldn't even enter these clubs, much less, you know, sing. I mean, legally at, at 18 years old, you can't even get into most of these clubs where people are singing country music, especially in Los Angeles. And so, yeah, nobody cared and no one was helpful. And um, that was one of the stories. They wanted to see me struggle. Um, and, you know, it's, that's fine. That's part of, that's part of making a, a documentary, a reality show. Mm -hmm. Do you think you would have preferred to be on the real world when you're 21 because I don't know if you watched um, back to San Diego, but there was a girl on there named Priscilla who was 19 and on back to San Diego season 26, it started to become more of like a party type of thing, like Jersey shore. And they went out to clubs. Yeah. They went out to clubs yeah. like every night and she was 19. And she couldn't go clubbing. Yeah. So do you think there should be like an age minimum of 21 or do you like that? There was like some 18, some 24, and it's more spread out, even though some people can't do things. Well, here's what I, a great question, by the way. Um, I think it brings a dynamic that that um, was valuable. Mm -hmm. And I don't wish I was 21 when I did the real world. By the time I was 21, I was three years off the real world and I was actually touring, opening for big, big acts. And I was, I was doing my thing. And I, last thing I wanted was to be back on the real world at that point. I wanted to be doing what I was doing. Everything happens for a reason. Um, 
I think the Lord put me there at 18 for a reason, but I also think that the producers put me there at 18. They didn't want a 22 year old. They wanted the storyline of a naive Southern uh, conservative kid being dropped in, in LA. I think it was all by design. So, I, and I think the roommate situation, um, I brought the diversity of a very, very young kid, to be honest with you. I mean, I was an 18 year old kid. I was still fresh out of high school. Well, Irene, who I'm still very, very close to at this day, was 24 years old, okay? She was a, a LA County Sheriff deputy and she was about to be married. So she was at a totally different place in life. I actually called her mom because she was so much older than me and was kind of the mother figure of the house. I mean, we still called her mom at the homecoming. Mm-hmm. Just for, you know. So, I mean, I think that that dynamic brought something to the show was the fact that there's this 18 year old boy and there's this 24 year old lady and wow, they have a really close relationship. Like they, they're really clicking. This is, this is a, you know, kind of like a mentor, big sister, mom relationship. And so, uh, I mean, you could always go back and say, what about this scenario? But I think it was just awesome the way it was, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about something that wasn't technically awesome. Um, there was a lot of like, I guess the word is confrontations with David. Um, some of them come to my mind is when he jumped at you for something you he wanted you to clean up. Um, him and Irene got into it at the bowling alley. And then obviously the one everybody yeah. knows about with Tammy. Um, yeah. which led I was to, there for all of those. <laughs> yeah. Which led to you guys eventually um, kicking him out of the house. So if you could just go back to those moments, pick any of the ones you want and just talk about why do you think David was so... Why do you think David didn't get along with the other cast members in the house? And why was it always such a big argument? Well, there are a couple of very big reasons. And uh, I'm almost 48 years old. So I, I think I have a good perspective on why. Uh, the, my parents had just sent me all of my cowboy hats and all of my stuff. So they sent them in styrofoam peanuts in big boxes. So when I got all my stuff out there, peanuts went everywhere and the wind blew it. And I didn't clean it up. I was 18. I went into cleaning up my mess. And he just went off. Uh, about that and the bowling alley makes it look like he fought with Irene but he actually fought with all of them we left them at the house because we're like we're leaving he's upstairs on the third floor he's like I'll be there in a minute well we waited like 12 minutes we're like just leave him and we just left him and he can't you know you know when you're like waiting on somebody you guys and you're just like I mean just let's just go ahead and go let's just leave him well we actually did (laughs) well the dynamic of that is um Number one, Dave is a stand-up comedian. So, I mean, all of us, I'm just going to be blunt with you, everybody on reality TV, especially entertainers like myself and like David, we, we, we love attention. I mean, why are these people on the challenge? Why are these people on reality shows? Why do I like being on stage? We, we like the attention of that. And so when you take that dynamic with, here's a television camera. Oh, there's three television cameras. You, you feel this... <clears throat> The sudden um, responsibility to perform and to uh, what, what everybody says on Twitter now, ooh, they produced, you know. So I have, a, I have an issue with reality television as it has become now because it's not so raw and genuine like the first two or three seasons of the real world. I mean, now people are like, we're going to be famous. We're going to be on TV. This is all being documented. I got to make sure this comes across the way. I got to act a fool. I've got to act normal. I can't say things I normally would say, or I, I, I mean, it's, it's all you're second guessing everything. I mean, people are really hamming it up. I just gotta be honest with you. People aren't being true to themselves on reality TV shows anymore. 
yeah. reality Stevie's. So I think that David was like, felt some pressure to, to be a ham and to produce drama. And we, we all did. If you want me to be very honest, when somebody points a camera at you and you're making a television show, there's some pressure not to not be boring and not to be dull. Mm-hmm. And back in that day, no one told us, hey, don't be boring and dull. Now at the homecoming, different story. <laughs> 29 years later, the producers would literally just, okay, all right, cameraman, take a break. Hey guys, like, um, give us a little more on this topic. Like, maybe, can you a little more animated? I'm like, this, that, you can't do that on the real world. You can't say that, but they do now. I mean, it's still, hey, hey Beth, would now would be a good time for you to say to John, Hey, so John, how's your country music career going? That never happened 29 years ago, ever, ever. And um, they just shot what they got and they made a great show. Now it's it's all about, you know, we're spending a lot of money. We have X amount of time. And, uh, you know, we got to make sure we get this storyline that we're, you know, set to get. And so I I think David felt... um, Number one, I don't think he ever thought he's going to get kicked out of the house and off the show. I don't think he thought that was a possibility. Uh-huh. At that time, no one had ever been kicked off of a reality show. And mind you, this wasn't Survivor or the challenge where the goal is to eliminate cast members. Yeah, This is a show where you live in the house and you stay in the house. So getting kicked out or asked to leave <clears throat> or choosing to leave uh, was never a thing because there'd only been one show like it and it was in New York and everybody stayed the whole time and hugged and kissed at the end. So you know, asking a roommate to leave the house on a reality show, that was uncharted territory. And, yeah. uh, you know, David was the first. Now, we'll tell you this. Dave, Tammy went to bed and she said, I'm going to bed. John, if the phone rings, you come get me. It's Marlon. <clears throat> Marlon Wayans is who she's waiting on a phone call. So the phone rang. And this was a pay phone. This was a landline. Okay, <laughs> 1993. No cell phones. Okay. And uh, not that we couldn't have them. They didn't exist. Okay. I didn't get a cell phone until 1998. So landline, the phone rings. Uh, Tammy there. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Hey, who's calling? This Marlon. Oh, okay. She told me come get, get her out of bed if Marlon calls. So let me go get her. Hey, Tammy, Marlon's on the phone. Are you serious? Yes. Okay. So she's like, oh, I'm not dressed. So she's wrapping the blanket around her. I tug on the blanket. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, I tug on the blanket. Okay. And then she's like, you better stop it. So I did, because I'd had that interaction with Tammy in the Winnebago. And I know when those eyes get big, you know, so I stopped it. Well, David was still trying to flirt with her. This was early on in the first week or two of the experience. And so he comes in and just continues to pull the blanket. Hi, this is a big joke. You know, kind of like I'm getting ready to throw you in a swimming pool. No, don't, no, don't. So, and then that's how it escalated into what it was. And as far as I know, Marlon Wayne stood on, you know, stayed on the phone and listened to the whole thing unfold. I don't know when he hung up, but she never made it to the telephone. That's actually really interesting that it was over <laughs> Marlon. Okay. I have stories. Listen, I have stories. <laughs> okay, Marlon I got the insights. Yeah. Well, he wasn't that famous at the time. Of course, his brothers were. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, there are so many, so many little backstories I need to tell. Mm-hmm. So you have all these stories with these people that you've known since 1993 and it's now 2022. So just what was it like growing, basically growing up with these, it's usually six other people, but you had eight other people because of the two replacements. Um, Did you guys ever fall out of touch? Um, Who have you been the closest with? And you just talk about like your 28, 29 year journey together. Yeah, well, I'll say this. On our show, uh, the very first night we lived in the house, 
Beth took us to a party we weren't invited to. And this is part of the show in Beverly Hills. She's like, yeah, there's a party in Beverly Hills. We should all go. Well, the camera crew came and they had this big bright light. We were very unwelcome. We got asked to leave. It was very embarrassing. Dominic and Aaron hated Beth forever for that embarrassment from the first night. This is the first night. Okay. Yeah. They never spoke to her again, like very much at all, very little interaction. They were so embarrassed and appalled that she had taken us to this party we weren't invited to. So there was a, there was very little of a relationship there for 22 weeks. And if you see that on the show, uh, you can go back and watch, I think it's streaming on Paramount Plus, our original episodes. There's not much interaction there. And Beth spends the next 22 weeks disappointed that they don't talk to her to the point where when we kicked David out and Glenn moved into the house, um, as David's replacement, first thing they did is pull Glenn aside and say, don't talk to Beth. She's crazy. We, we don't like Beth. Don't talk to her. Well, Glenn didn't. He's like, okay, I'm going to, these guys are my friends. They, they've just, you know, taken me under their wing. So I'm going to take heed to their warning. He didn't form a relationship with Beth. So now Beth got three roommates that don't talk to her. And, uh, and really, uh, Tammy didn't either. So it, I mean, really Beth had Irene and I, uh, as as anybody that would have formal relationship with her and that's kind of the way that um that tammy she'll even tell you she said i don't remember anything that happened in our, in our homecoming she said i don't remember anything that happened really i was like well that's because you were so standoffish you did your thing and you were here you know for you documented you didn't really interact with us as roommates and i say all of that to say this i feel like from my season and really over the course of a lot of seasons I really think that I accomplished what the real world's all about better than most because I had a relationship with every person in the house it was I had a good relationship with everybody in my house um not that we got along every second of the day but I had a very close friendship with every person and I think that's the goal of living in a real world house is to have a rapport with every person even if you don't click with them even if you don't like them okay but on my season of the real world in particular, and I've watched some other seasons too, I can see, oh, these people don't like each other. So what they've chosen to do is just avoid each other for the whole experience. And uh, that's not always the case, but because um, some people just like to fight on television. But if you watch the real world seasons closely, you can, you can tell what I'm saying. You'll see two people that obviously don't click and what they've chosen to do is just avoid each other for the whole experience. I didn't do that. I got to know everybody. I mean, I really, really, have a relationship with every person. I could call any of them and be very close to. Not all of them can do that. After the homecoming, a little bit more so. Mm -hmm. uh, even on our homecoming, you saw where, you know, Beth got really emotional because Tammy said, you know, I feel like I have a friendship with you finally. And over, it took 30 years. Yeah, there was a spell, you know, in, in the 90s, the, probably the next three, four years right after the experience where we stayed in touch a lot. And then everybody got really busy with, you know, careers and families and raising kids and, um, you know, other goals and life, life just happened. And really the only thing we had in common with each other was the real world. Like we didn't see each other every day. We didn't go to work together. And, and uh, all we had to talk about was this experience that quite honestly, some of us were trying to, not me, I, I loved it and I, I'm, I'm embracing it even today, but some of them wanted to get over it and, and, and get out of it and just thought hey i don't want to be that person anymore now there's 15 real worlds and and i don't want to i don't want to be that person at the grocery store that's from the real world anymore and so i'd say there was about 10 or 12 years um where we 
talked, you know, once in a while. And then, you know, way before, I don't know what year Facebook started or, you know, all these social media things, but it wasn't that long ago. So, um, you know, we, we would say hello and follow each other on Facebook and, and things like that. But, uh, it, 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 we really didn't reconnect, um, until, you know, I'd say maybe eight years ago. And then it was just kind of surface. It's, you know, it's, it's Merry Christmas and, and happy birthday. And Hey, miss you. How you doing? I saw your picture of your family. Oh, wow. You know, your kids, you know, graduating high school now. It's just, you know, just surface things like that. And so the homecoming was, you know, to be back in the same exact house was a little haunting. I mean, it was, it was weird. I mean, it was like, okay, to get us back together at a hotel would have been cool to get us back together, you know, anywhere to resort. Now they put us back in the same exact house where all of these crazy things happened. It was weird. It was really weird. I mean, it was good. I liked it. It's almost like I had a dream 30 years ago. It really felt like a dream at that point. And now I'm back in this weird situation with the same people. And oh my goodness, is that a camera? Why doesn't this feel weird? Why does this feel normal again? This isn't normal that this feels normal. I'm sitting in this kitchen in a Venice Beach beach house and there's two camera people around me. This is so weird. This happened three decades ago and now here I am again. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, so I found the thing interesting. You said that Dominic and Aaron kind of held that grudge against Beth yeah. from night one. So I do want to ask, because we obviously saw Beth and Glenn's dynamic on Homecoming and we talked a little bit about Beth and Tammy's dynamic on Homecoming. So when you guys went to that yeah. dinner, what was Beth's dynamic with Dominic and Aaron at that dinner that was not filmed? Was it still like hostile or was it every like water under the bridge? We all got along, kumbaya type of thing. Well, um, Tammy and Beth did not go. Uh, okay. we, we, or, we organized that meeting um, like right before the night before Glenn and I flew out of town. Okay. I mean, so, I mean, everybody's coming from very different places and you know Dominic lives in in Los Angeles and Aaron lives you know an hour away and so it was hard to get together Beth was actually sick we we I mean we got we got sick I was sick too to be honest with you um yeah I think maybe the house had some mold or allergies I don't know it, it was just by the end of the experience we were toast uh Tammy had you know gone on back to uh where she lives in another state and um, we didn't all, but the, the kindred nature of that um, meeting would have been fine. Like, like Beth, Beth and Dominic have been over to each other's house for dinner in the last three, four years. So, okay. so that has changed a lot. You know, yeah. uh, they, they are, they're actually friends. And I would say good friends now, way better friends than they ever were when we lived together. Mm -hmm. And I think that just happens with uh, time and perspective. And, oh, you drove me crazy 30 years ago, but 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 now you know I love you. It would have been awesome. It would have been just yeah. fine and, and wonderful, honestly. Mm -hmm. So you guys were one of the most iconic seasons, and a lot of it was because you guys did not get along. And I think yeah. you said a comment earlier, like at the end of New York, they all like kissed and hugged goodbye. Um, yeah. New York was obviously like a closer cast where you guys were. I feel like every episode there was at least one screaming match, um, <laughs> yeah, so or more. <laughs> you could just talk about that dynamic between your season and then the first season of New York. Um, was there any, when you guys aired, I don't want to say like a rivalry, but like a competition between you guys for who's like the better season, who's more famous or, and just talk about the different dynamic between the first two seasons. Well, I, 
you know, I'm always known for being this, just this nice, real, you know, polite guy, but I talk a lot of smack about the New York season because uh, they started talking a lot of smack at their homecoming. I mean, if you saw the New York homecoming, like they all got drunk and, and, and Julie from Birmingham, Alabama, that's an hour from where I live right now, um, <laughs> who I've been to her house and, and love her to death, but um, uh, she got drunk and started F every other cast, F every cast that wasn't New York. I'm like, really? Like, you can't say ours was the best. We're, you know, New York's great. I mean, she was like over the top and they were like, yeah, every other cast sucks and we're awesome. And I'm like, hang on a second. We, as the second cast, were a little offended by that. Uh -huh. So at our homecoming, if you saw our confessional, we talked a lot of smack back to New York and, uh -huh. and, uh, you know, to be really, really honest with you, um, their season back in 1992 is iconic and will always be iconic. And they're very, very brave souls to have been the first people to ever try this lab rat test, you know, experiment. We, I think that they did a great job. I mean, it was awesome. It was cutting edge. It was new. It was fresh. They, when, when they cast our, cast they took it to another whole level like we're going to take country singer john and dominic and tammy and put them in a winnebago and see see what happens there explosiveness happened it was crazy i mean we took it to another level our ratings were higher and then to be very honest san francisco after us the ratings were higher i mean the show got more and more popular so um awareness but they took bigger risks as they went on okay i mean norm was the first homosexual guy ever and then we had Beth A, who was a lesbian. And then we had Pedro, who actually had AIDS and died shortly after. And so, I mean, they got a little bit more risky with, with, the, with the, who they were casting. Um, and I, I mean, I say that in a brave way. I mean, the show got more and more intriguing because of their, their, their risk taking, I think. But, um, you know, the homecoming for New York was um, six episodes. I mean, I'm, I'm watching their homecoming, getting really excited about the possibility of us getting to do one. I'm like, they spent three episodes on Kevin and, and Becky fighting. Like there's other stuff I want to see. I'm getting, getting to know Andre, which they showed very little of Andre in the, in the, in the 1992 series. Mm -hmm. And then he was a big part of the homecoming, which I, you know, I don't even feel like I knew him very well. And I loved seeing, uh, Andre and, uh, Heather B is to me the best reality star that's ever been cast. Okay. Uh, Eric Neese is, uh, is, is the first reality. I mean, when I think of reality TV, I think of him, he's, he's the first and he wasn't there. So always, you know, and then he made a cameo in our homecoming. So I'm always like, yeah, you know, the new, if they want to talk smack, I'll talk smack. I'm like, yeah, the New York homecoming was so boring that Eric Neese didn't even show up. He showed up on ours. Where was Eric Neese? Whose homecoming did he actually show up for? He was yeah. on ours. So yeah, I talk a lot of smack, but whatever. Yeah, I think it's sad that Eric Neese, you know, tested positive and wasn't able to join in that, that process. Um, I have yeah, a question. It's super sad for him, but I, okay. But I mean, it's, it's the real world. It's actually the real world. And so when they spend all this money to do a homecoming, they couldn't back out. And then they got one of the most iconic faces in reality television that's got COVID and can't come. Yeah. This is real life. I mean, I thought that was such a, a great decision to move forward and try to include him on the video screen. Yeah. because that just shows this is real you got to roll with it you got to go on and so that was actually a true story yeah so i've had a couple uh real world people on um like wes from austin sarah from brooklyn 
Um, I just had Leah on who was on Paris. And I always ask them, the real- Who are these people? Who are these people that are riding on my coattails? These, <laughs> these, these, these obscure people from these cities you're naming. <laughs> um, I want to ask you that every season of Riverwood is so different, right? And the cast is different, the city is different, so on and so forth. Your opinion, your, the season before you was New York City, the season after you was San Francisco. Yeah. If you had to pick one of those seasons to be on that wasn't LA, would you have rather been on the original Real World New York with Eric, Heather B., Julie, Kevin, that crew? Or would you have been in San Francisco with Puck and um, Pedro and that whole um, crew in San Fran? What would you have rather been a member of? I'm, I'm going to give you a politician's answer because I'm going to I'm going to straddle the fence. I would love to have been on the New York season because it was the first. Yeah. And that's that's iconic and awesome. And, 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 and you can never take the originality of that away. I mean, those people will forever be the first ones to ever do this. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, New York's just it's New York. And so now I'll say this. I enjoy the company more of the San Francisco cast because Judd and Pam are awesome. Rachel uh, is uh, still to this day a dear friend of mine. And I'm actually traveling to sing in her first daughter's, her first child's wedding next month. So, I mean, we're we're close friends. Yeah, uh, Muhammad, I met maybe twice, but every time I was around him was just this really positive, awesome vibe. Pedro, I never met, but man, I would have loved to. Um, Puck actually is a friend and Puck and I get along very well. Now he's Puck and he'd be very, very, very difficult to live with, no doubt. And, uh, but um, you know, I've been in touch with him recently. I I think that the idea of being on the first reality show ever, I would choose New York. But if I had to pick the people that I would want to have the experience with, it would be the San Francisco show. So I want to, navigate a little bit towards another show you did maybe you heard of it called the challenge um so you were on the- i started that i yeah. started that they won't cast me now i think they're all fearful of my my guns okay <laughs> wes uh all of you mark long look look you don't want none of johnomania yeah so you were on the very first one was actually called road rules all-stars um so if you could just talk about I, I mean the casting process what was pitched to you and if you thought it was going to become this this mainstay show that is now they're going to start filming season 38 next week. No, no. You keep asking about the casting process. The casting process of that show was, Hey John, this is uh this is being Murray. I'm like, yeah. Hey, what's up? You know, real world. Woo! Uh, <laughs> we want to make a show where we take the all stars of the, of the real world. I'm like, all right. Yeah. We got Eric from the first show. I'm like, Oh, I love Eric. We want you. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be on it. Yeah, and we got Rachel from San Francisco. I'm like, sweet. And they're like, yeah, and Cynthia from Miami and Sean from Boston. I'm like, okay, I don't know who those two people are, but whatever. Uh, I know I know Eric and I know Rachel. And you, I'm an all-star? Like, I'm a real-world all-star? And they're like, yeah, but we're it's going to be more like road rules. So you're going to be in a Winnebago. You're going to be traveling, doing missions. I'm like, I got to tell you the truth. Road rules is a cooler show. Like, they actually do something. Like, they have a mission. They're traveling. It's not, hey, John sit on the couch with Tammy and fight, you know? I mean, that's, that's, that's not as fun. So it sounded awesome, but I don't think there was a casting process. I think they're like, Hey, let's choose some real world people and do road rules. I'm like, yeah. So uh-huh. call John. <laughs> so 
it was awesome. I mean, uh, yeah, they called it the, the road rules all-stars, but it was the first challenge. Now our challenges were like, um, not jumping out of a helicopter like they're doing now. It was, hey, you're going to go to a cooking school and you're going to put mealworms in Chinese food and feed it to Rachel. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, we're gonna fly you to New Zealand and you're going to shear sheep. That's your mission. It's like, all right. No, no, you're going to be in um, like uh, Connecticut where there's a haunted insane asylum. You got to spend a night and document the paranormal activity. We're like, all right. You know, nothing like ridiculously crazy. It's just, can you survive the mission? And, uh, you know, kind of like road rules, the missions were. It didn't evolve into this, you know, crazy, uh, challenging uh, athletic competition that it has, you know, until later on, it had to get bigger and bigger. No, I, I thought it was just, oh, they're making a little show. You know, it's going to be a little reunion show with me and Eric and Rachel. That'd be cool. I didn't think it was going to turn into uh, you know, the longevity of another whole. So, I mean, it challenge is probably bigger than the real world now. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite themes of the challenge is Battle of the Seasons, um, which you did with Beth. Um, I just have a quick question about that. If you were not with Beth, what other female um, roommate would you have wanted to play that game with from your real world? I mean, I would say Irene. Okay. I mean, Tammy would have been like, I'm not doing that. I'll break a nail. <laughs> so she, you know, she would, she probably got asked to be on it and said, yeah. no. So a little backstory to that. Uh-huh. Uh, they did not cast me for that. When I say they didn't cast me, they didn't call me. They called. Guess who? Get, who, who do you think from my season was cast on Battle of the Seasons? David Edwards. Before? David Edwards was actually in Cabo San Lucas. He drank water that was, um, that was bad water. He drank it out of a mop bucket. Now, why he did that is another story. Yeah. But he got really, 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 really sick. So it was supposed to be David and Beth as a team. As a team, Can you imagine that? Yeah, that would have been a mess. And he got sick and was in the hospital. And they called me and said, and th- this is a week after 9-11, okay? Um, the terrorist attacks. How old are you? Do you, do you remember 9-11? I'm, so I'm 21. I was born in 2000. Okay, so you were one. Yeah. But, you know for days they didn't fly like there were no airplanes and so they called me on a sunday afternoon i was just left church i was eating with my family said can you be at and can you be at any airport in a couple hours and come and replace david edwards i'm like in a couple hours no i don't live close to a major airport i have to drive two hours i'm not packed they said okay what about tomorrow morning first thing i'm like what am i doing they're like you're going to team with beth david edwards is sick you're going to be on a challenge i'm like okay so a week after 9-11 um, I flew internationally, land in Cabo San Lucas. They said, okay, everybody else is on the beach already. I'm like, good, let's go to the beach. Cause I just flew on an airplane and that was scary. They said, oh no, actually you're going to the next hangar. They just all jumped out of an airplane and you're getting ready to skydive in 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not <laughs> like, like I live in a house in Venice beach. And I say, true story. That's what I do on your show. Okay. I don't jump out of airplanes. And they're like, yeah. You are. And so I jumped out of an airplane and landed on the beach. They're like, John Brennan's here. No one expected that. And so, yeah, I mean, the Battle of Seasons is a great idea. I mean, that's a great idea. I wish they'd do it again. Um, Well, they did do it again. And then I wish they'd do it a third time. But we got eliminated because, you know, Beth was unpopular and we got voted out. and, and, And I have this reputation for leaving challenges first all the time now. Yeah. Um, they did do it again in like 2012. It was a little bit different format with 
two guys and two girls on each team. So if they did that format with you back in the day, you were one of the guys, who were the other guy you wanted on your team and who were the two girls from your season that you would have liked for a team of four? A team of four from my real world cast? Yeah, who would you have liked? You? None. Oh, you're nobody? Are you, did you see my show? Did you see who I live with? What am I going to do? I'm a, yeah, I mean. I, I have, let, right, let, let, me, let me pitch mine to you and tell me what you okay. think. All you, right, right. you and Dominic are the guys. Because I think Dominic was great cast for the real world. I am sad to never do the challenge. The girls, I would have loved to see Beth S and Tammy. Those four on a challenge together, how do you think you guys would have done? Uh, horribly. Horribly. <laughs> horribly. First of all, I, I can't. Did they really do it that way? Yeah, in 2012, they did it. It was two guys and two girls. and back from each to, cast. From each cast. And back to San Diego one, which was the 26th season of the real world. Well, out of seven people, I don't think you would. I mean, right now they're struggling to get, you know, yeah. seven people to participate in a homecoming. Um, so I don't think they'd have luck getting that. Um, but no, Dominic, Dominic would not be a good challenge person. He's, okay. he's about as athletic as, you know, he, not very <laughs> athletic. Okay. Uh, and I'm not super athletic, but, uh, Beth, Beth just brings drama and she's pretty athletic to be honest. Irene is very in shape and athletic right now, really working out and she's, um, you know, taking, you know, her physical health really seriously. She, she'd be, she actually wants to be on a challenge now she's never been on one so i don't know how she'd get cast as an all-star yeah but i think she should be on one because she, she'd be a fierce competitor and she's a reality pioneer so you know yeah they should have called it you know legends and not all-stars because all-stars insinuates you have to have been here before and performed well yeah and even on this this last challenge i think in order to be on that you had to have made a final well i yeah. was on the first challenge the fifth challenge and the tenth challenge and uh, again i started it yeah, I love saying that, yeah. uh, but they won't they won't put me on there. But now now this is not your question. But if I had to pick um, some some teammates for the challenge and, and this is going to shock you, uh, you, you probably I mean, people don't realize that um, I'm good friends with a lot of these people and yeah. uh, we contact one another. We're friends and fans of one another. And so like uh, Ayana is a good friend of mine. OK, uh, um, Coral is a good friend of mine. Arissa is a great friend of mine. Melissa Beck is a good friend of mine on, on New Orleans. Uh, Julie is is very cl close friend of mine. Um, and so, you know, we we have this little network of people. I would like as as uh, as a male partner uh, in the challenge. I think I would take. Um, obviously, yes, is a good choice, not just because he won, but he was he's an obvious good choice anyway because yeah. you know he's patient and methodical and very very athletic uh i think mark long is a good teammate um i think Darrell obviously would be i contacted Darrell. i'm like hey dude do you remember me we were roommates for like uh uh like a few days on inferno too he's like of course i remember you i'm like well i went home real early so i didn't know <laughs> if you you know remembered me he's like yeah i remember you john uh, but Darrell's awesome. Uh, the girls, uh, I mean, Kendall, Kendall's awesome competitor. Uh, I personally think Beth S is, is, is great. I mean, yeah. I, I think sh she doesn't always stay long, 
but she always performs well. If you go back and watch, she um, gets eliminated usually because of drama and because of um, somebody eliminating her because of, you know, uh, personal conflict, not because she's performed poorly in the challenges. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the list you just said. I've, I've met Kendall before, super nice. I've interviewed yeah. Jess. I love, I would love to see that dynamic on a, like a homecoming season. Julie and, and Melissa? Yeah. On the challenge together as partners? Partners or against each other? No? Oh, against each other. I, I, just, I just don't see that. Yeah. I mean, against each other, Mike. I just don't know that they both agree yeah. to that. But <laughs> hey, I'm with you. That's a good desire. That's a good, yeah. that's a good request. But yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned the Inferno 2. I want to just talk about that elimination. It was going through your head. Just just that 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 season 10 i think that was just what was yeah. your thought process on that whole situation a dumb a dumb one a dumb <laughs> thought process all okay. right so here i am with these guys uh and you know i like being on these shows i like those people that's where i first met derek who derek and i become buddies i mean i love derek first time i met derek um we were talking about uh wrestling yeah and he's had me on Challenge Mania podcast, and I'm actually going to do one of their Challenge Mania events here on my birthday in Nashville. I'm going. To, I'll be there. I'll be there. Get out. Do you yeah. live in Nashville? No, I live in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. But you'll be at Challenge Mania in Nashville. I'll be at Challenge Mania in Nashville. Yeah, a couple of us go to Mania, like we go wherever the cities are going. So I'll be there to meet you, definitely. Awesome, man. I'm so yeah. glad. So yeah, so we start talking in the cave. There's a like catering where they're feeding us and it's so hot. We're, we're some Manzanillo, Mexico, and it's so hot. I mean, I don't like to eat when I'm hot, but we're, we're sitting there in line and we're holding a plate and we start talking about wrestling. And Derek's a super cool dude. Like, I mean, I'm, you know, whatever. If I spent a week with him, I'd probably, you know, not like some, you know, moments with him, whatever, but like we clicked, we started talking and he's easy to, easy to talk to. And, he knew who I was from the show. I had no idea who this guy was, but you know, just, just, he was, he was being Derek. So Derek's yeah. cool. And he's like, we start talking about wrestling. The next thing we're doing is we start hitting each other over the heads with these plates. Like it's a steel chair and we start throwing each other around the room and like over tables and stuff. And the producer's like, what, what's going on? Two of my cast members are fighting. And we're like, and we're like, you know, pretending to hit each other over the head yeah. with stuff. And, and it, it's getting, it's getting out of hand and I don't know why we just did it. And I'm like, what are they going to do? Like, you know, we're, we're big stars now. We can act like an idiot. And so we get out in the yard and we're wrestling. People think we're fighting. Mike, Mike, the Miz comes over. Guys, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, dude, you should, you should know we're play wrestling. And he's like, they're just faking it guys. And so like I had met Mike on the battle of the season. So we were, yeah. we were cool. So Mike um, found himself in a position where he was going into the inferno. Yeah. And uh, he was my teammate. We were the good guys yeah. against the bad guys. And uh, I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, I think because I got eliminated on Battle of the Seasons with Best so quickly, I thought this is my chance to prove that I'm a good teammate and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a force to be reckoned with. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do my team a big favor. I'm not going to let Mike, who's our strongest male, be at risk. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to take your place. I'm going to go into the inferno because if you lose me, my team could probably carry on. It was my way of trying to become a hero because yeah. I want, I, I planned on winning. Okay. Yeah. I planned on winning. I'm like, Dan Renzi's not going to beat me. So 
I mean, like he's going home and I'm going to go back to my team as the hero and the person that was willing to sacrifice himself for our strongest male. And that's going to give me a lot of kudos. Everybody's going to love me. I mean, Jamie Chung was there. Uh, I mean, you know, like there were some really cool people that I was trying to impress. Yeah. Boy, it really, really backfired. I got eliminated by Dan. I went home first again. And everybody's like, John, you don't know how to play the game. You are so dumb. Like you don't volunteer to go into the inferno. You don't do that. And I'm like, well, I've only ever been on two of these shows before. And the first one wasn't like this. And the second one, I went home really fast because, uh, you know, Beth was unpopular and we got voted out. And so I don't know how to play this game. And I thought it'd be you know, a great idea to volunteer to go to the inferno. It was a bad idea and I lost and it backfired. And that's the last show they've ever put me on. They're like, John, you go home first all the time. Like, we're not going to put you on any more of these shows. I'm like, hmm, that, that was, that was like, so killed myself. I wanted, I wanted to ask you about that. Why haven't we seen you? Why didn't we see you on any more challenges after the Inferno? Was there just no calls or did you not want to do it? Like, why was that the last season we saw you of? I have never said no to a call from Buna Murray. Okay. I have never said no when they call me and say, we're thinking about doing a show. Would you be interested? As a matter of fact, they have called me three times for the All-Stars about, are you available and would you be willing? And I'm always like, yes, I'll make myself available. I'd love to be on it. Please cast me. Three times. Three. And they have never put me on the show. So um, I, w- I, I can't answer that. I don't know the answer except for I've been eliminated first every time. And I yeah. think, well, and I'll be honest. I mean, I'm not going to go and, and start a fight. And I'm not going to go and, um, and, and, and get drunk and hook up. I mean, that's not who I am with my character and my integrity and yeah. who I, who I am, you know, I don't bring that, um, that, that storyline to their shows and, uh, <laughs> look who's calling me. Beth. Beth. <laughs> Beth S, everybody. And, uh, hey, I'm doing a podcast. Can I call you back? Oh, yeah. Okay. Chilling with Dylan. <laughs> yeah, chilling with Dylan. He'll probably have you in. Yeah. I'll call you back. Just a little, you know, a little cameo by Beth. Yeah. Cameo by so, Beth. So so she calls me. I mean, uh, we, we talk. And uh <laughs> yeah, so I, I I think that it's um I, I think that they probably sat around the table and said, John Brennan. No. <laughs> <laughs> like they've got all these people now. Yeah. That, you know, create drama and, and, you know, when you have a Wes and you have, you know, Brad and you have, you know, the, the, all these huge personalities, it's kind of like John with the cowboy hat. That's really nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I mean, be, and I'll be honest until they did the homecoming uh, with our season. I mean, people had completely forgotten about me and now I'm kind of back on, you know, the, the relevant recent scene, mm-hmm. but um They just, you know, I, I don't know if they think I'm not a good competitor, or, but I'm, I'm, I'm a force. I'm ready to come and kick some butt. I would, I would absolutely love to see you in All Stars Four. I would love to see you, Beth, back, throwing Irene all together back on All Stars Four. I think it would be great. I, would I agree. <laughs> I agree, and 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 I would love to see it happen. And if you have any power, then use it. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about Homecoming. Um, so obviously we had the New York homecoming first because they were the first season. There was then rumors that you guys would get it next because you're the second season, which you did. 
Was there any hesitations to go on there? Was there any like convincing other of your your roommates to go on? Um, what was that? What was that whole thing like right before you guys went in and then going into the house? Like the surreal experience being back there. It was a mess. Okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you it was a mess. So December the sixth of uh, 2020, uh-huh. they called us and. Uh, Hey, John, it's Megan from Buna Murray. Uh, I'm like, hey, well, we like to do a 30 year reunion. It's been 30 years for the real world, you know, the New York season. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And we want to have your season and the L- and, or the New York season and the LA season come to New York for a big reunion homecoming. I'm like, you want the LA season to come to New York? They're like, and we're going to do it with the New York season? Well, we don't know exactly how it's going to work, but we just wanted to see if you'd be even interested in participate. I'm like, yes. He's like, oh, that was quick. Do you need to think about it? I'm like, no. I knew one day my phone would ring and you'd want to do a reunion slash homecoming after decades. I mean, we just knew that that was going to happen one day. So um, you're calling. I'm a yes. Okay, John, here's what we need you to do. We can't find some of your roommates. Are you in touch with them? And I said, yes. I I can reach almost all of them. They said, well, which one can't you reach? I said, I haven't talked to David in years and years and years and years. I don't have a number for him. Okay, try. So I, you know, she called the ones that she, you know, could could contact. And she said, can you also reach out to all of your roommates and try to find them all? I'm like, yes, I will. I want this to happen. So David was hard to find. Uh, I actually contacted him on Facebook. I could see where he had not been active on Facebook. So I'm sending him these messages. Hey, they want to do us a reunion. They want to finally pay us, you know, because we got paid really little amount, very little amount in the 90s, a ridiculously small amount. I said, they finally want to pay us. And, you know, it's it's money I need. It's money you need. I mean, this is this is this is a substantial uh, amount of money that they want to pay us to do this reunion. Please, please, please contact me. Contact me and Murray. Well, I don't care. Just get in touch with us. Well, it took about six days and he did. And David's been through a lot and uh, he kind of been off the radar and off the grid. So um, I'm just so thankful he got my message and he, uh, he did respond. And he said, yeah, that, that sounds kind of cool. I mean, they want me, the guy they kicked out to come back for homecoming. I'm like, well, of course they do because that's part of the story. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that that's, yeah, they do. And so anyway, we contacted everybody and Dominic was like, I don't think I'm going to do it. I'm like, please, Dom, they're not going to do our season if everybody doesn't. They're like, well, even if I do, Aaron's never going to. I mean, ever, ever, ever uh, going to. And he has a negative 100% chance of of participating. And so we started pleading our case. Hey, look, we had nine roommates and, you know, eight of them might do it. Seven of them, maybe. And we didn't know, no one had really talked to Tammy. I'd been in touch with Tammy, but once a year on text, like not daily or anything. And, and Tammy's a, like a big star. So I thought, Tammy doesn't need this. What if Tammy says no? Could, would they even consider it without Tammy? And they just said, John, don't worry about Tammy. I said, you've already been in touch with Tammy? She said, yes. John, don't worry about Tammy. We got, ta- we, 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 we got things under control. I just need you to get David and Dominic and Aaron. I'm like, you got Tammy. And so I texted Tammy. I'm like, hey, I'm excited. She's like, why? I was like, about this homecoming. She goes, oh yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm like, we're not going to get to do our homecoming. And I said, Tammy, really, you wouldn't consider it? She's like, John, no, I'm busy. And I've got bigger things going on than going backwards to the real world. I'm like, 
I don't. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't. I really, I really, I really want this. And so she's like, no, I mean, y'all have a good time. I'm like, Tammy, we're not going to have a good time because we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it without you. And she said, uh, well, I'm just not interested. Sorry. Well, over the course of a lot of months, that changed. They went ahead and did the New York season. And they said, we'll circle back, you know, in the meantime, try to talk your cast into doing it. We want to do you all next, obviously. And so months went by, uh, four months. And they, and they said, we're going to call you in March or April and March and then April started, you know, and, and so finally I called him. I said, well, it's April. Are you guys still thinking? Yeah, we want to do it with you guys. Uh, you know, I mean, the first one, it, you know, went great. And we they did theirs in January and, you know, it was starting to air in March and it's getting big accolades and you guys are up next. Help us. I'm like, I mean, did you get Tammy? They're like, John quit worrying about Tammy. I'm like, why are you telling me that? I talked to her. She's not interested. They said, will you work on David and Tammy? I mean, David and Dominic and, and um, Aaron. I said, I will, but there's a negative 100% chance that Aaron's going to do it. And they said, well, we need everybody. And I think they were just telling me that because they wanted me to use whatever leverage and influence that we had as, as roommates and cast members and friends. Well, I hadn't talked to Aaron in 20 years, more. So I finally just called him. I'm like, hey, dude, how you doing? Great to connect with you. He's like, yeah, John, I'm not going to do the reunion. Here's why. It's not good for me and my family. Like, I, I don't want to be the reason that you all don't get to do it. But there is no chance on the planet that I'm going to do it. I'm like, okay. So I called him back at, at Community Murray. I'm like, Aaron's a definite no. He's It's a waste of time. And, and you know, I respected his decision, but I didn't like it because I thought it was going to cost us our reunion. And, I, and then so I started pleading the case. Look, we got nine cast members. We don't need everybody. They said, yeah, you do. You need everybody. Well, long story short, they decided to do it without Dominic and Aaron. And yeah. they had Tammy in the bag. And so uh, we were excited uh, about seeing everybody and being part of it again. And I mean, just picture yourself on a reality show 30 years ago. And then they called you to move back into the same exact house with the same exact people and have a reunion. I mean, it sounds fun and they're going to pay you well. It sounds fun. It sounds uh -huh. great. And I got to be honest. Um, I'm so glad I did it. I didn't have to think twice about doing it. I was an immediate yes. If the phone rang right now and they wanted to do it again, I would say yes. So I do want to talk about Tammy a little bit just because she has become this major celebrity. Um, and, but she started as one of your roommates back in 1993 in LA. Um, so if you could just talk about your relationship with her, and then if you could also tie in the homecoming with her husband and David and that whole situation, like your thoughts on that, um, just like your, your relationship with Tammy and how it's evolved, and then your thoughts on what happened during the homecoming with her. Yeah, I mean, Tammy started out her career on The Real World, and I think that's one of the reasons that she decided to come back and do the homecoming. Uh, she even said that she had a friend pull her aside and say, hey, look, this is where you started. You should go back and do this and convinced her to do the homecoming because she was a no. But I mean, I, I feel like I made Tammy what she is. Uh, and, and, and Mike them is too. He would not be the superstar that he is now had I not taken his place in the Inferno. <laughs> and he owes me a lot for that. Um, um, money, money primarily is what <laughs> I need. Uh, I mean, uh, Tammy is Tammy. Uh, 
I mean, she, people don't change, okay? People don't change. She was that way in 1993. She was that way at our homecoming last August. I mean, I don't, I haven't changed. I mean, so we, we are who we are. Um, she lives in Texas now. And I think it's hilarious that, that Tammy lives in Texas, okay? Yeah. Tammy was raised in New York and she's very, very LA. I mean, she's very, very LA, Had was yeah. living in LA and, and is very, you know, uh, she's just, you know, she's a New York, LA person. She lives in Texas now. And I'm like, Tammy, you live in Texas? She's like, shut up, John. I mean, she lives, yeah, she's living a city life in Texas, which Texas yeah. is awesome. But uh, it's funny to me, but I'm going to say it again on your podcast. Tammy lives in Texas. <laughs> okay, that is the most funny, ironic thing ever. Her husband um, is from Houston, so that's where they live and and uh and of course they travel a lot and houston's a big big city that's a great city um yeah so her husband comes to la for our homecoming why like why is tammy's husband that lives in texas out in los angeles for three weeks because they knew that there would be a point in time where she called him over to the house to deal with a situation. And, uh, you know, David, uh, David's David, but give him some credit. Like he walked away from a fight a lot. He walked away from confrontation a lot at our homecoming. And, you know, when we were on the yacht, she follows him around the boat. Tammy never would follow someone around a house or a boat to yeah. let's clear things out. Let's get, you need to be getting along with Beth. Why aren't you getting along with Beth? She didn't care. She didn't care that, that David was being rude to Beth and Beth and David weren't getting along. She was just making a television show. As a matter of fact, when David finally, after 29 years, confessed, okay, because on The Real World in 93, on MTV, The Real World, David wasn't just my roommate. He was my, I mean, just my housemate. He was my roommate. We shared a bedroom together. Yeah. So, you know, David was being David, hamming it up for the camera. And he said, John asked, you know what John asked me? If he could hang up a Confederate flag in our bedroom. I never asked him that. Yeah. But that stereotype of John's from the South. And what can I say while there's a camera pointed at me to get all my roommates to turn against this guy that's irritated me. So when I called him and said, hey, they want to do this reunion. Come on, let's do it. Are you in? Are you in? And he's like, yeah, I'm in, John. And I got to tell you something. I need to at this homecoming clear the air because I said something about you that wasn't true and it was ugly. When I said that you asked about a Confederate flag, yeah. you never did that. I said, I know. And um, I live in the South. Okay. So like I see Confederate flags. I don't like them. Like they got to go. It, it's not, yeah. it's not Southern pride when you, when you, and it's just, yeah, there's a way to have Southern pride without, you know, Mm -hmm. waving confederate flag so anyway he said i'm going to clear the air at the homecoming and he did he said look i told a lie on this guy and uh, he never asked me that and so i looked at him and we'd been through the whole david tammy hallway incident yeah. the day before and it was draining and you know everyone looked really bad david looked really bad so when he made that confession i i just i just said you know what thank you for saying that out loud on camera in front of all of the roommates so everybody in the world knows that i never asked you that and all of my roommates were like, what? We thought you asked him that. We, we still loved you, but we thought, John, that was really an idiotic, stupid thing for you to say. I never said it. And so I looked at David in front of everybody, camera rolling. I said, I give you grace. 
like I forgive you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a pastor. I'm a youth pastor now. Uh-huh. I'm in, I'm in the ministry gospel of Jesus Christ. So forgiveness and grace is something I give to people. And I just said, Hey man, you made that confession. You cleared the air. It's over. That was a very long time ago. Thank you. You're forgiven. Tammy pulls me aside later and goes, you just going to forgive him? Like you do know we're making a, a blank, blank, blank TV show, right? I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, but I mean, Tammy, this is the real world. You remember, we are on a show called The Real World and yeah. we we don't say things that we don't mean. You, you say what you're feeling and you say something that's true and genuine. She goes, huh, we're making a TV show, John. And what I realized is that Tammy had evolved as, as a reality star, you know, Basketball Wives and all these shows that she's done um she's been in the mix of 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 the evolution of reality tv where things aren't always just genuine you don't just say whatever you feel you might say something that you don't feel for the sake of entertainment and she was angry with me this homecoming is going to be boring if you don't have some confrontation i'm like i'm not going to pretend to be upset when i'm actually forgiving david about something that he said 30 years ago that he's admitting was a mistake. Now you want me to to force an argument that's not there. Well, that's what was happening there, you know, for television, for television. Talking about television, I have like one more quick thing I want to pitch you basically. And I just want to wrap up. Um, So I don't know if you know Gamer Vev on Twitter. He, she, they retweet me all the time. I don't know if it's- Yeah. Um, I don't know who it is. I do, I follow follow Gamer. so Gamer had this idea to do a Rural Worlds All-Stars. And I want to know what your thoughts are on it. Doing one... Okay, time out. Yes, I'm in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, listen, I think... Listen, I think listen. Cool. I don't know how old GamerVev is. I don't know if if they're black, white, male, female, gay, straight. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, um, they've become a friend to me on Twitter. And, uh, and I said... Uh, I said... Uh, well, let me just say this. I don't know how old they are. Yeah. So this real world all-star idea was not gamer fans. I've been having this idea for decades. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's a great idea. And I uh-huh. keep on emailing the producers at, uh, at, at Buna Murray. I'm like, you know, like you got the challenge all-stars thing happening. Yeah, that's great. They can go out there and they can, you know, set each other on fire and jump out of helicopters. Let's do a real world like legends. Let's do a real world icons. Let's do a real, and and let me pick the, the, the cast. Like I know, Buna Murray, you're good at making shows. You know, you do casting and all that, but I, I can pick the cast. Let me pick the people that are better. Are, Who would you pick? Like, like, like me, like me, for instance. I yeah. mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what people think of me. I like, I, honestly, let me ask you a question. Why, why out of everybody on these shows did you want me to be on your podcast? Like I'm the least um, controversial, um, interesting you know i'm not gonna you know fight with people i think you're interesting because you're so different than these other real world stars if that makes sense like a lot of them (laughs) nowadays praise the lord Lord. (laughs) a lot of them nowadays want fame but back in the day even like you were very different from dominic and aaron and david and even people in san francisco um people in uh, New York, like Eric and all these people. So I wanted your take on some of these, these situations. Are you, are, are you getting it? Are you getting what? it? Has it been? Yeah, no, I'm enjoying it so far. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, 
I'm very, yeah, I'm very different. And, and yeah, I mean, and, and I wanted fame. I mean, that's why I did the real world. I wanted fame for yeah. my music career, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, these people that like the, the Las Vegas cast, okay. Before the roommates showed up at the house, two of them were in the hot tub having sex. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> why do you do that on television like you're that's disgusting behavior so uh -huh. that's just proof that the show got to a place where people felt like they needed to produce television it stopped being real like at some point i don't know what season it stopped being um authentic and uh yeah i think that there is a handful of casts maybe the first six or eight casts that can say this was still authentic. This was still really authentic behavior. Uh -huh. um, not anymore. Like my mother watches these house hunting shows and they're like, which house do we want? Do we want the house by the lake or we want the house in the mountains? And they're sitting at a picnic table in solid color t-shirts. And I just told her, I said, mom, this is not reality TV. Like there's a producer that's sitting there off camera saying, okay, now talk about the house that's on this, you know, prompting them no one sits around and has these conversations like yeah but this house will tell you it's in our budget and blah 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 it's all very staged reality tv mm -hmm. okay that is not what i was part of uh the homecoming was okay now guys here's what your schedule is for today here's when your meal's arriving here's when the incoming message is happening okay that's fine making a homecoming I understand there was nothing like the experience that we had in 1993, where it was like, we called the producers and said, this is what I got planned today. And they would say, we're bringing a crew with you. Wait on us. I mean, yeah. where we didn't said whatever we wanted to, but I, you know, uh, who, who would you choose for an, who, who would you choose for an all-star real world? Fashion? I would do to start off. I would do probably like the first, I don't know if I would do the first 10 seasons. Cause that's a lot of people. I would maybe do New York, LA, San Fran, London, Miami, Boston. Um, from New York, I would do Eric Neese and uh, Heather B. Maybe Julie, too, if you want to do three. From your season, I would do you. I would try for Dominic, but it wouldn't work. I would do Tammy and Beth. Three? Three people from my season? Yeah, I think I think some of the seasons need it. Um, for, need it. For London. Oh, I skipped San Fran. San Fran, you got to get Puck in there. You got to get Rachel in there. Maybe well, Pam. They love each other, by the way. <laughs> love each other. They they actually are very close. Um, London. I have never seen London to be honest with you, so I don't know anybody from that season. London uh, was the drop off season. I mean, for some reason, it didn't have the ratings. There are some lovely people on that cast. For instance, Sharon um, on the London cast is one of the most awesome people ever, and uh, yeah. I love her dearly. Uh, I would love to see Sharon back on a show. Mm -hmm. so I, don't, I can't Lars Lars is super cool Lars was a DJ yeah, I can't talk cool about dude. London Miami you got to throw Dan in there maybe Flora <laughs> Boston I had Cyrus on my podcast love Cyrus listen Cyrus is a good friend uh, he is one of the coolest cats on the planet yeah like you and gotta maybe, have you gotta have Cyrus. maybe even go to Hawaii and get Ruthie and Tech and Amaya in there too I think that cast uh, three three yeah. Ruthie and Tech and Amaya are all friends of mine and yeah, they I think uh, actually Want that would be iconic. Coming. They want to do a homecoming. Oh, I know. Very, I, very badly. I met Tech. I met Tech in New Orleans, and I talked to him about it. Like, really hoping Hawaii gets a homecoming. 
really there are some cool. cast members that don't want to do it but the three that you just named are are yeah. awesome and uh, to be honest with you um if 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 tech and amaya and ruthie were the only ones from hawaii they'd still have an awesome homecoming yeah. they should they should do it just with a, i mean the, i love those three mm -hmm. um so this is the time i want to say thanks for coming on i want to give you anything last words anything you want to shout out i know you just had a new album drop where we can find listen, your social media. Listen, listen, young folks, this is called a compact disc, okay? <laughs> and I have five songs, three of them I co-wrote on there. You can get it at johnbrennan.com. You can also download it, stream it everywhere music is. Yeah. I ain't done singing yet. That was on the homecoming that, hey, I still got songs to sing, but I'm, I'm proud of the music that I'm, I'm released, uh, have released, and I want to get back out on the road singing country music. So Follow me on Instagram, Twitter at John Brennan underscore com. They won't let me do dot com. So it's John Brennan underscore com. Follow me on social media. Uh -huh. Go to johnbrennan.com. Listen to my music because uh, it's balling. Yeah, I've listened to the album. I liked it. Hey, liked thanks, it. man. Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was cool. And I'm not really into, like, I'm not a big country music person. I was born and raised in New Jersey. I just moved <laughs> to Charleston. So we don't really have country music up there, but I liked it. I like the album. So go get it, guys. If, you, if you're into country music or not, I, it's good music. Um, thank you and so that's that's all i have i want to say thanks again for coming on all right bro well uh you got my number right yep i do i do so i will i'll text you i, I appreciate this man i really do yeah yeah thank you dude appreciate yeah. you all right have a good rest of your day you too buddy bye-bye bye. that was the episode with john brennan i hope you all enjoyed it um it was one of the first old school interviews i've done like I said, you can follow me on social media at the Dylan Deckard on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm on TikTok now, which is crazy to say at Dylan.deckard. And John Brennan is at John Brennan underscore com. Hope you guys enjoyed. Chillin' with Dylan, chillin' with Dylan Good vibes and such an incredible feeling The podcast that you need and want Interviews with reality TV stars uh, So entertaining, now you don't wanna miss uh, Real as it gets, never know what to expect uh, Got a rep jersey, I thought I told ya Yes indeed, every week got a brand new poster While I'm, ayy, chillin' with Dylan, chillin' with Dylan Ayy, chillin' with Dylan, chillin' with Dylan Let's go!